Welcome to John Wayne Light to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, John Wayne, the guy who is here with a brand new, so hot of a mic. He's hot. John Wayne. That's right, me. Um, first, I want to start right up at the top by saying I know last week's episode, I was like, oh, I got this badass new mic. It's going to sound so cool. And uh, man, I recorded the episode way too hot. And uh, I know it was like not uh, the quality that I would have liked it to have been, but it was a learning experience. So this mic is so sensitive and you uh, I'm really trying to get used to it. Um, and I still am. So hopefully uh, I have it a little bit better under control for this episode. Uh, but rest assured, I will be monitoring the situation. Uh, but right now I am here in Wayne Manor, uh, of course, where I reside in the uh, East Wing, in the Library of Evil, where I do most of my eviling uh, about. I, um, of course, am here with a nice piping hot cup of coffee, uh, cup of coffee in my drink, coffee ale Satan mug. I don't know what that's about, but shouts out, Chris and Alicia, thank you. And I got a nice cold Topo Chico, baby, because I love it, because my throat gets parched. Uh, mm. And don't forget, last but certainly not least, we have a big heaping bowl of Grandpappy Zomedasan, which I have been partaking of uh, all morning. I've been up for quite some time uh, this morning, which I usually get up pretty early. I, I, I get up at six every day anyway to walk, walk the dogs. Last night I got kind of a little drunk uh, hanging out with Nick P and stuff, so I'm surprised I got still got up uh that early today and, and even walk the dogs and shit like sometimes i've had some some like uh, uh we're not gonna be able to to go out uh today boys i'm sorry daddy needs a little bit more sleep and possibly uh an iv to you know rehydrate my body uh but no today yeah it's been so i've been up i've been doing stuff i've been busy uh, but yeah, this has been, you know, another week of, uh, adjustments and, and kind of getting things, you know, uh, making, uh, new plans and, and figuring out new ways of, of doing the things that I love to do and, uh, furthering my career, if you will. So this week, like this past week for me was all about, uh, focus. I went into the week before, like just thinking, you know, I feel a little scattered. I really just want to do like a laser focus week and that was my intent and i'm pretty sure that i i feel like it 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 definitely was good i got a lot of like revising done i wrote a ton uh i was pushing like my you know i have my i write my goals every every morning which we're actually gonna talk about that stuff later uh and you know i i put down like what i'm you know my goal is for the day and then i was pushing those goals all week just just for me just because i was like man i just want to stay focused i don't i was really you know i have a weird obsession with wasting time and that kind of shit and i didn't want to um you know, I felt like I was slipping a little bit. Like, I just didn't want to waste any of this time that I have, um, you know. So it just something like I got on top of me. I got in my head. So I spent a lot of time very focused this week. I, If I wasn't writing or revising, working on my own stuff, I was reading. I, like, ripped through another two books this week. Um, and, uh, oh, and also, going like back, I said, back to the gym. Like, I... Uh, I, I think I updated that last week. I've, you know, continued on uh, with that. And that has been helping a ton. I feel a lot better. I, f I don't f like feel like, oh, God, you're such a lazy piece of shit, like how I get in my mind and shit. But I feel a lot better. And um, I'm starting to look better if that's possible. No, but like the muscle memory of things are like, you know, my muscles are coming back a little bit where I was like, man, dude, I used to have some my muscles, what's happening? It's like five months in quarantine. That's what's happening. But uh, all of these things I'm are, uh, you know, the, the kind of laser focusing, bearing down, like, you know, buckling down and, you know, getting back into like a regular exercise thing. All of these are, are helping, uh, helping with my mental state, of course, and uh, physical, you know, trying to stay uh, on top of this strong body, baby. So, those are things that are helping me this week. Uh, that was, you know, there's no real big news to report from the week. You know, there's no shows or anything still. Nothing uh, extremely interesting happened. Um, you know, hang out with Nick P as always. Shouts out. And uh, recorded an excellent episode of uh, Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne, of course, with my brother from uh, 
maybe possibly the same mother, Christopher Triana, and um, shout out mom. And so, you know, just those kind of things. But one thing that's like, I guess now, you know, been uh, around kind of on the verge with the Houston, because I live in Houston. I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say. I'm so high. Uh, There are two hurricane storms, I guess, forming in the Gulf of Mexico. uh, And you know, there's all this speculation of what's going to happen. Where are they going to go? Are they going to hit Houston? Are they both going to hit at the same time? Are they going to form a mega storm or whatever? Are they going to form a megatron? I, I don't know. Um, it, and it's and that's kind of crazy. And like at the beginning of the week, uh, my wife Katie was, you know, oh hey man, there's some you know things in the the Gulf forming, and I was like, so. She's like, yeah, just, I don't know. I was like, just, you know what? Tell me later when it gets closer, you know, I'm like, tell me before they get here. But now I'm like, oh shit. Uh, Since the week has gone by, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, God damn it. I, and plus like, I think it's like either tomorrow or today. Something is like the, the uh, three year or the anniversary of Harvey, uh, two year anniversary of Harvey, I believe. Yeah. Or three years. I'm not sure. But as to, yeah, I, either way, that sucked. Like I, I remember recording the that was by I was doing the podcast back then. Uh, it was towards the beginning of the podcast actually, and I the episode I recorded before it hit was yeah we're gonna get this fucking Harvey, but they're saying it's gonna hit, but watch it's not it's gonna peter out. We, we won't we won't even get any fucking rain from this. It's because you know, and I was just all dismissive of it, and then it just completely destroyed the city I live in, and uh, you know everybody that I knew, uh, I didn't know anybody who was not affected by Hurricane Harvey in some way, uh, myself included, you know, we had that huge tree fall from my neighbor's yard, it just exploded my whole shed and broke down my fence and stuff, and and my shed was so badass, guys, it wasn't just like a shed you buy at Home Depot, the guy who had this house before me, uh, the, the previous owner of Wayne Manor, had built this house, like, it built this, like, small shed it was fully uh electric he put it uh, all wired for electricity it had lights it had motion sensor lights and shit it was badass it's so much room and space it had a workbench it had pegboards for tools so i was gonna eventually whenever i got tools i was gonna be able to put them on a pegboard uh and then and then it had shelves it's so badass dude but like this tree just decimated it and it just about everything that was inside of it um but but that's like the least of my concerns because i had friends that you know, were waiting out of, you know, had to wade out of their, their homes in chest high water, holding their kids above their heads. So you can explode my shed all day long and, uh, I'll take it because it was uh, a lot of people got it a lot worse, um, type of thing. So I now is, you know, I, I now record the episode before they're supposed to make landfall, I guess these in the coming days, I am not going to be so arrogant as to say anything, uh, except I, I really sincerely hope that they do not hit Houston um, and that uh, they do, don't hit anybody. Like maybe a uh, spaceship beams them. Oh, maybe like Superman 4 style Quest for Peace, which I know is the worst one, you know, but Superman gets all the nuclear weapons in a big, you know, special net and just shoots and like, you know, whips them off into the sun. That's what should happen to the storms. Maybe we can get a Superman to whip these up into space, throw them at the sun, and uh, and we'll be fine. So, so yeah, um, Nick Nick P. And actually, we were talking about this last night. He was uh, saying, uh, wouldn't it be crazy like the storms hit each other and like come over Houston? But it's it's a huge storm. But we're like Houston for finally like is not affected at all like it's in the eye of the storm the whole time so we're like all dry and sunny but all around us everything is just getting flooded out that usually doesn't he said like san antonio was wiped out austin is gone dallas has been dissolved it's only houston and the panhandle we're we're an island now that would be crazy so i hope uh you know hey if something's got to happen that's a good scenario because now nah, it's not i you know we I, I kid, but yeah, I'm really, so that's, that's something that we've been thinking about this week. Hopefully no storms hit us. Uh, but you know, aside from, uh, storms, I, you know, storm damage, it's just been a real week of focus in a, in a, um, which is inspired what I'm going, what the story portion of today's, um, 
podcast is going to be about, which is, you know, it's, it's a non-traditional uh, type of thing, uh, but, but I'm going to talk more about um, some things, you know, that go with a story, I guess. So anyway, more on that later. Um, shouts out to my Patreon people. Sorry, I uh, just, uh, I was talking about the storm. I forgot, you know, um, I do have a uh, Patreon with a bunch of awesome, awesome supporters on there already. And they help me to actually buy this new microphone. And I'm trying to make sure I know how to use it correctly. And, uh, and you know, it's just been great. And I do another weekly podcast uh, on my Patreon called the Awesome Dude for Life Boner bon- Bonus Podcast. And that gets you, you know, uh, that's me talking to my friends and, and other artists from all over the country, literally. Um, and it's very fun. I love to do that show. And you know, any tier you sign up for on my Patreon gets you access to the show, pl- plus the, the other things that I put on the wall, videos and things like that, and whatever else comes on the tier, you know, free stories, the stickers, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, again, just uh, making sure that uh, I bring up the Dollar Beer Club, which is the newest tier uh, on my Patreon for only $1 a month. Uh, you can help keep me afloat and um, you get the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast every week and access to all the back all the back catalog of episodes i believe we're in the 36 37 episodes right now so that's a lot and um it's it's a lot of fun so check that out and i'm also doing some giveaways in the dollar beer club as well so go on over to patreon.com slash john wayne is dead and uh check it out and um you know if you want to throw old uncle johnny just a couple of bucks right there you can do a one-time donation you don't have to join anything so but i appreciate you listening to the podcast and and just uh checking me out always and supporting me oh also uh, we got this the podcast this podcast john wayne lied to you is now available on spotify so um you know you know tell your friends tell your enemies uh i don't it took a while to get um it shouldn't have taken that long, honestly, to get this show on Spotify. But, you know, this show is on um, the Mockingbird Network here in Houston. Shouts out. So I I do have a lot of administrative control as far as I'm probably like the one I, I, I'm probably one of the people who as far as like show runners go that has like the most uh, access to the website and, and the, you know, the whole feed and everything. And, and cause I do all my own posts and I, I put everything up myself because I, I want, you know, the consistency. I, and I'm, I'm a control freak, but it took me a while to just like, cause I had to go through some other channels and I was just putting it off where I was like, I got to get this information from other people to make this happen. And it's, and it's just so easy. It was just late. Like, it's just almost, I feel like laziness of like, why didn't I just do this sooner? What the fuck is wrong with me? Um, but it is on Spotify, so check us out. And you can also check out uh, Vital Social Issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne, which is on Spotify uh, as well. That's how I, I did that. I put that up on Spotify, and I was like, this is so easy. What am I doing? What's wrong with me? But anyway, we're doing it. Uh, that's where we are with that. Um, so I think first, you know, we'll talk more about the uh, Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus podcast in a minute. But uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and jump into our uh, three-card tarot reading of the week. Um, As you know or do not know, I do a three-card tarot reading on myself before every show. Uh, I write down my thoughts, what's been going on with me, um, and then I kind of get just try to get a new perspective through the, you know, lens of the cards and what they stand for. And I also do a card of the day reading on my Instagram story every single morning. Um, So if you're interested in learning more about tarot and just kind of... uh, they're all two two minutes a piece every single morning at John Wayne is dead. And it's been, it's been pretty fun for me and a great learning experience. And I've actually connected with a lot of awesome people on there that through these, you know, the card of the day and just talking about tarot, talking tarot and taint uh, with John Wayne. So it's been great. Also, I want to give a, a shouts out while we're talking about tarot to uh, my friend, Jeanette. Shouts out Jeanette. Uh, also, AKA at Petal Beetle. That is her art. Uh, uh, shop, if you will, that um, I'm looking at a wonderful piece right here on my desk that's in the Library of Evil that she sent to me of uh, the Six of Swords card. It's a very ornate frame that it's in. It's badass. It's all like drawn all cool. Uh, I love her artwork. She's cool. So shouts out while we're talking tarot. Check out Petal Beetle and Jeanette. Um, so this week, 
like I said, you know, we'll talk more about this, you know, but my mind, like I, I really thought hard about what was on my mind this week. And I was like, all right, I'm really gonna, you know, kind of try to go deep. So, you know, what I've been thinking about this, this week was, you know, um, moving on slash moving forward. Um, in that, I mean, you know, which I talked to, I talked about this before, maybe a couple weeks ago, a few, several weeks ago, of just like coming to terms with like, you know, Hey, things are like, probably not going to go back to things are going to be different. I need to figure out new, uh, approaches to things that I, I might've had figured out or semi figured out or was in the process of figuring out before this, you know, before this quarantine thing, now it's different. And I have to accept that and think think on my feet for that um inspiration which is going to be a big i'll talk a lot about that later uh new ideas and new paths to success that kind of all goes on with them moving forward moving on to figure out to figure this out kind of and what is uh you know what's the what's the next thing man what's the new path to success uh, look like for me personally and uh and how am i going to do that Mm-mm-mm-mm. Anyway, so the first card I got, the Ten of Swords. So um, so with the Ten of Swords, this is a sign of something or it's telling you something, something's going to end out of the blue. Um, something's coming to an end. It's painful. It's, going, it's a shock. Um, it may feel like the world has crumbled and, you, you know, it's so, so much that you might not come back from this. Um, this could be someone in your life who's betrayed you and what what makes it especially bad in that case is that this is uh you know that it, it marks the end of your relationship your friendship whatever it may be however you know uh you know this person or or people like this action this betrayal is you know extra hurtful because that is happening as well um you, you can't change the actions of uh of another person and so you can't necessarily change this behavior in them, but we can change how, how we respond to it. Um, I know that's easier said than done, but we can kind of, instead of uh, responding in a, oh, woe is me, uh, I've fallen down and I, I want pit, you know, you're kind of looking for pity you're just like everything so I can't do anything this is awful rather than responding to it like that responding it to a way where you choose to move forward you you accept it you you feel the things you need to feel and you you know process the growth and the learning and whatever knowledge you're you're pulling from this and then you're deciding to move on rather than wallow in it um i think that's important i think that holds holds people up a lot um when we do that kind of thing, uh, we need to let go of, let go and accept current circumstances. There must be change to facilitate new growth. So allow it to occur and don't fight it. So this is a lot of this is going for me on with what I was kind of saying with my thoughts of like, okay, what, you know, the old way is ending, you know, that to me, I'm reading this and like, that's, that's the end, the end, like I'm viewing that the old path I was taking you know, with my writing career is, uh, that is, that is a, and that is ended. It's, it's kind of like an abrupt thing, but now it's like, how do I respond to that? And I'm choosing to respond to it by moving on, by acknowledging like, okay, I can't do this, the same things the same way anymore. Um, I have to figure this out. So that's, that's what, you know, for me, and then let go, just let go and accept these current circumstances because there can't be, like it says, there must be change to facilitate new growth. There must be. And we don't, I, I mean, I don't want to be stagnant or or just get stuck in a certain spot and, and think that I'm growing when I'm not or I, you know, so it's it's good to have these kind of things happen and, and kind of just accept it. And, and like, like it says, don't fight it. You know, when we resist things that just, you know, it usually, it's going to happen anyway and usually comes like even worse typically. So, or, or possibly. Uh, good. The good part of this card is know that this is the end of this pain. So, the 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 pain, the loss of experiencing this loss, uh, is this is the end. It's coming to an end. There's no more. No more pain is going to come from this particular thing. Um, you know, 
uh, it's also important for us to understand and realize that there is a purpose for these things when they happen. Uh, like I was saying earlier, like the growth and, and change and knowledge, uh, you know, we, we have to look at it like you know, there is a purpose for this. Uh, sometimes, sorry, typing in. Sometimes we need to, you know, we need to get taken down a peg, whether we like it or not, or we need to go through some something hard to make ourselves tougher for, and, and ready for something down the road that, you know, will be so much, would have been so much harder had we not learned way back this, you know, had this kind of smaller experience that maybe we thought was the end of the world now. But what we learn and take away from that is so invaluable in, in keeping uh, you know, yourself from the trappings of what could possibly bring on the actual like end of the, something much worse for you, not the real end of the world, but you know, your, your world, I guess. Um, all right, next card, the two of wands reversed. So with the two of wands reversed, this, this is saying, uh, you know, with a lot of the reversed cards that call you to kind of pause and, and pull back and examine and reassess and, and get new perspectives uh, a lot of times and make sure you're still going in the right direction. So this, this uh, you know, definitely addresses that. And it, it says, you know, we need to consider what is truly important to us. Um, and then check, look at our, the direction we're traveling in and, and analyze it because it might not be in alignment uh, anymore for, for, for us, you know, that, that's what he, I'm saying. Like, consider what is a truly important. If you, you know, maybe when you set out, like I said, my path is, is changing in this. So when I set out on this path initially, the X, Y, Z was what was truly the important things. Now I have to step back and say, okay, now the truly important things here are this, this, and this. Now I need to set a direction. Am I going in that or is the same direction I'm trying to go in? The, you know, bringing me th this? No, it's not because that's done, you know, and I can't keep banging my head against that direction anymore. Uh, it's not going to change. So, yeah. And so we need to make sure that our new dire our direction is in alignment with what's truly important to us. And if, if we need to go back to the very start um, and reconnect with what this dream was initially, you know, what, uh, you know, this ambition came from and make adjustments from there, you know, get that, that, initial inspiration spark you know whatever it may be um the okay uh, you okay you may have a great idea but uh but no point but no plan so you have this idea this is like a case of like oh i know what i'll do and it just really sounds good in your head or it looks good on paper and you jump at it um and it's 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 not because you didn't plan necessarily at all or do the kind of research that you need to do in this, now you're working like haphazardly, in, super inefficient. You're like working much harder than you need to. Um, and you're, again, forcing something. So it's like, again, this calls go back to the start of this and just build a plan, you know, connect again to that original energy and and let that kind of dictate the direction you need to take and plan that plan from there. Um, also with this car, we need to analyze, you know, have we been taking the easy route? Like, has that, have we been kind of dancing on down the easy path when there's a, you know, there's a harder, more challenging one that we know is the better opportunity for us, especially where growth is concerned, but we're just kind of like still, I'm going to, but I'm going to go on this one real quick. And then when I come back around, that's when I'll go on the hard one, you know? And, you know, for me, I'm looking at this and like, you know, uh, I, I'm analyzing truly because I talk about that in card of the day all the time where it's like, don't, don't take shortcuts. Don't take the easy way that they're never like, uh, th they never lead to anything. They don't, you don't build a foundation. It's fleeting, you know? So I think, so I was think about that, like, you know, again, with adjusting my path and, and figuring out how to make the, uh, you know, a career like this work in, in these different kind of times and stuff. It's like I need to look at myself, look at the start. Have I been taking an easy path? Have I, you know, am I challenging myself enough to grow and, and to, to be able to overcome these things? You know, this just, I, I, I am, um, I'm very good about not taking shortcuts. I don't believe in it. I believe in doing the work every single day, even if it's like a monotonous task, whatever it takes to, uh, to get to where you need to go. Um, but there's just certain aspects it never hurts to take a look at, at your, you know, pull back and just really look and, and be honest with yourself. So that's uh, that gave me pause to be like, man, maybe I have been, you know, uh, 
inadvertently resting on my laurels in some cases. And it's like, come on, dude, what are you doing? Um, let's go. Uh, step out of the comfort zone. Challenge, challenge the uh, challenge yourself. You, this is like it says you have a normal, a normal, enormous potential, and uh, it it needs you need these challenges to really truly bring it out in you. So step out of the comfort zone. For me, it's like well, I was just kind of getting comfortable with with you know and adjusted to the travel and the and the balance of things like you know back and forth. But now it's uh, now it's time to step out of that comfort zone and make it work. You know, it's not going to be like that anymore. And I, I, I need to, you know, make sure I'm challenging, you know, take on this challenge and learn it and get the, the new knowledge that I need to succeed. Uh, last card, 10 of wands reversed. This is a card. Um, this is about trying to do way too much by yourself and too much in general. Um, not just projects per like, uh, like in my situation or in, you know, in the arts or whatever, you may, like I talk about it a lot of times, you got to start saying no to things. You can't just do every, you know, story someone asks you to write for their thing or, you know, you can't draw every single thing that someone wants you to do because all of your work will suffer across the boards if, you, if you've got too much to, to take that you can't even get a breath. Everything is going to to suffer, you're going to grind yourself down into nothing, which is something that I've definitely done and had to step back from and really super analyze and, and keep myself in check with that currently. Like I still have to make sure that I don't take on too much, even though I feel like, you know, I can do, I can do that. You know, that, that's, that, that won't take me much longer to add this to this, to, you know, just, and is just a, you know, whatever example, but, but I have actually been like, taken pause on some of those things and been like actually you know I it's not necessary and I'm not going you know that's a whole can of worms and it, it would be way different it's going to take away from this I, so I have been looking at those things like that um a lot so you know with this card that's it, it kind of hit home um you know if you burn your and this just says again if you burn yourself out you're no good to no one you're no good to no one you're no good to anyone including yourself so you know, you you owe it to yourself to to step step away and recalibrate all the things that you're doing, um, and and how how much you're spreading yourself thin. Um, but oh, again, again, like this isn't just carrying projects or stories. Like I said, this is carrying uh, emotional stuff too. Maybe you are, uh, you know, helping someone who's going through a hard time, and you know that's a a stress that you're carrying with you. That's a a thing. That's a th something you're working on, you know, and it requires balance from you know your family, like your relationships with your family, and you're carrying all of those as well. And this one maybe is pulling you way too far away, and it's knocking everything out of balance. And then you want to help this person and this person too, but you know it's 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 just that vicious circle. So uh, I just wanted to make sure it's you know understood that it's not just like. Um, you know, I don't, you know, I don't do this kind of shit, John Wayne. So I don't know what you're talking about. No, it's, it's, it can be those kind of emotional things, family relationships, all this kind of stuff. Um, with this card, it, it says, you know, you're keeping this burden to yourself when in fact we have people around to support us and who want to willingly support us. Um, so we don't need to, however we need, you know, they're there to help us unburden ourselves. That's what we need to, to, to look to, whether it's, someone stepping in to help you finish a project that you're working on or you know someone who can someone who just uh is there to listen to you so you can kind of unload of how you feel how this is all making you feel and now you're gonna have to make new decisions that kind of stuff um and also we need to look at you know are we holding on to certain things that we don't need anymore that they're just weighing us down old modes of thought old habits old ways of doing things uh, not accepting change, those kind of things, uh, we need to to let go of them. And and if they don't serve serve or concern us anymore, we need to just kind of cut those things out. Um, and we need to also, you know, to bring this card to an end, we, we need to have a purging. We need to release all of these additional, re release ourselves from all these additional responsibilities that do not bring value to our life. Like total, not, not only like looking at your long-term, your path, your you know, your present life, if these aren't bringing values to your life and moving you forward, you don't need to be carrying all these wands around. So 
that uh, I, I definitely got a lot out of that with the things I've been thinking about this week and all that kind of stuff. So I, I enjoyed that. I hope you did as well. Um, like I said, check out my Instagram story every day at John Wayne is Dead for my card of the day reading. And then they also go on to the John Wayne is Dead YouTube page right after that. So you can check them out and catch up with that. So thank you very much. Now, Earlier, we talked about the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus podcast, and if you've been listening to the show, you know that I have been uh, playing a segment of uh, each uh, week's episode in this uh, podcast, so just to tr- kind of give you a little taste of what uh, what's going on over there, but also so you get to know my guests over on this feed as well, and uh, if you are interested, you just pop on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead, join any tier, uh, including the Dollar Beer Club, you can listen to the whole episode and all the other ones. So anyway, this week I talked to a very, uh, a good friend of mine who's an excellently, awesomely talented, uh, you know, renaissance man of a, of an artist visually. He's a badass musician. He's a very funny comedian and improver and sketch guy. Uh, he's one of <laughs> sketch guy. He's one of, uh, the hosts of F and Rager with, uh, Connor and Ned. Now I know a couple weeks ago I had Connor on. So guess what? This is me and Ned Gale talking. So, uh, anyway, here's a little bit of our conversation. He's one of my fellow micro Satan brethren. And, uh, of course we had an, a, a good old time chatting. So here's uh, here's a little bit of me and Ned. But then also, dude, you're like a, you know, a journeyman of sorts, um, a renaissance man, if you will. You're like a master shredder. And I mean, in the sense of being a ninja, um, you know, a, a villain to the Ninja Turtles, but also <laughs> on the guitar. <laughs> yeah, you fucking shred balls all, like on guitar. You, oh, thank you. Uh, you were so you played uh, in. Um, what was it called? Nightmare Patrol? Yeah, total Nightmare. I'm actually wearing the shirt right now because it's Total Nightmare. <laughs> and, uh, that was a surf rock band. Are you, does that, do y'all still play? Or is Not, that just uh, like... we, we actually started talking recently uh, last year. So, so we, we called ourselves Filthy Bayou Surf because it was like kind of surf metal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of like Manor Astro Band kind of shred instrumental riffs. And we were yeah. talking about last year how uh, there were so many chemical spills in the bayou. Uh, in Houston alone, like so many chemical plants kept blowing up. So we're like, oh, if there was a better time for filthy Bayou surf, we need to like kick some new jams out. So we, we've all been like toying with some riffs, but we haven't played a show in like, fuck, a year, year and a half. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, no one's played any shows. Yeah. Really, well, <laughs> yeah. But, but, uh, but maybe you guys did. You're, now you're in swimwear department, yeah, which that yeah. started, what, a couple of years ago or a year? How long ago have you been? I think we've been a band officially two years now. Uh, maybe. Maybe two and a half. Everything's maybe a half year. <laughs> uh, but that's that's a different vibe. That's less uh, masturbatory shred and more really goofy dance rock. Yeah, it's awesome. And you you play bass in that. Band. Yeah. yeah. In, that, in that rock and roll combination, you are the bass player. <laughs> and uh, and you're very good there, too. Yeah. And you guys, uh, that that also is one of my probably favorite bands in Houston. I reposted that video that you did the other day. Uh, on Facebook for that song. Yeah, I mean, I saw you guys play at that party at, at like, uh, uh, Brenda's house, and, you know, you won my heart, because, you know, of course, covered Huey Lewis, and uh, and that was a raging house party at, like, band situation. I love those those shows where everyone's not enough around, and, and, you know, it's just, we had a keg back there. Like, your girlfriend at the time called me a pussy, and I thought it was the best thing ever. I was like, oh, man, this rules, dude. <laughs> she was like, I was like, she was joking, but I, I was like, I'm going to slam this beer. And she was like, do it. I said, I am. She's just like, looked at me, and she's like, fucking pussy. I was like, oh, shit. Fucking drank the beer. so great. not her either. That rules. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. That's why it was funny. Really funny. Um. But uh, yeah, that was awesome. And so swimwear department, you guys are ripping it up. You guys were going to do South by Southwest, of course, until it got canceled. Yeah. Um, But what's going on with y'all now? Because I did did you play like like aren't they filming you guys at Discovery Green doing shit sometimes? We we did a couple like social distance shows right when quarantine started. Actually, actually, like the the day everything was like shutting down. I think it was the day South by Southwest got canceled, which I guess for the artist friends, that's when it was like <laughs> serious, man. Yeah. Uh, that we like one of our shows that we had Saturday coming up was like a big headlining free show. It was like a beer release show that we were headlining. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were fucking bummed. We had like a film crew that was going to come out and everything because uh, we wanted to get like a nice film set of it. So we just asked everybody who's already going to help out with the show, like, hey, can you do like a live stream for us? Uh, can, can you help us out? 
Yeah. And uh, our buddy John Connor is friends with this guy. Uh, John Connor, you come with John me. John Connor. If you want he, to live. <laughs> he was the one who made us live. He made us live on Whoa! the internet. <laughs> uh, come with me if you want to stream live. And you uh, spell both the same. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking, I don't know if it's this fucking green or just the world around me, man, but I'm tripping. Oh, hell uh, yeah. Don't throw up. But he he had a, a really cool camera set up and ended up uh, this guy who just like was out of work at the time who does uh, like Wachenfest in Germany. He does like all these like live concert streaming things. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll, I'll drive to a pool on a Saturday and just do this for like a couple couple bucks. <laughs> so we got to do like a really nice live stream uh, at El Segundo Swim Club. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, did, you guys did a pool show before that, didn't you? Or is that the music video? Um, we did one music video and then, uh, through so far sounds, they booked us at a pool, which fucking ruled. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I mean, you guys are called swimwear department. So really, <laughs> really, I mean, to get booked at a pool, I mean, it's really working out, you know, I think. Yeah. The, uh, the band is, uh, we only sing songs about swimming pools or malls, nothing else, nothing in between. Uh, and we've been trying to get a mall gig for so long. It took us long enough to get a fucking pool gig. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes, you know, we, you know, John when is dead sings no pool songs. And we've been, we've been at some stinker of a pool gigs. I got to say. Yeah. Mostly kiddie pools because, uh, you know, and a lot of it is open mic or selective open mic. But anyway, you know, open uh, mic kiddie pool. <laughs> look, I don't want to get into it. Yeah, open mic kiddie pool is uh, <laughs> patent pending uh, trademark. So, uh, yeah, no, we haven't played any pools, but you guys do. That's cool. You guys rule. Uh, I do think so. Now, you know, we were in Micro Satan together. And I, I talked to Connor about this and got we talked a little bit about it. But I'd also like to get, you know, what your impressions were at the time. Uh, for me, when that all started going, that was so uh, uh, important to me and integral to like a lot of growth and stuff and, and where I was at the time in my life and how that all came together. And I was extremely like grateful to be in that. I was like, so every time we did a show, I was like, man, I can't believe I'm like a part of this. This is so cool. And uh, but it really became this like awesome thing like we took that show on tour which is no small feat especially with nine people plus a cameraman a van a fucking uh you know what trailer behind us i mean to tour yeah. tour a show with that many moving pieces anyway is is a thing but like we really came together and did that and we were talking about the tour when that happened it was just like fuck yeah dude we are uh unstoppable nothing hurts us we're beautiful forever um but yeah what were what were you thinking? What was Micro Satan like for you? And man, Micro Satan, yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, that, that's like the most formative thing. I I truly look back at it like more like my college experience than my actual college experience. Like, I feel like that's like where I learned everything I know about uh, DIY production and building a comedy show and really collaborating with others. Like, I think we had such a unique writer's room that we built oh, just yeah. in a living room. Like, yeah, and and what uh. You know, also, you did all the video like editing. I was talking about how the show eventually became this kind of video to live, like throwback type of thing, like a, like uh, Mr. Show was and other comedy shows after that. And that's what we were doing very successfully. And you edited, put together like pretty much all of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They look like professional fucking things. So you were like oh, doing that as well um, throughout this. And that was even more work for you. So I don't know. God bless you. <laughs> it, it was a lot of work. I, I, I'm definitely a workhorse. My, uh, my father was one of those guys who is just always like in the garage, like tinkering with something. <laughs> He's never like watching TV. He's always just like sanding like a single fan blade <laughs> or something like that. He's like, I got to find a project to work on. You know? Yeah. Uh, that sounds like but, my dad. So, they're sharpening an axe, bitching about my mom. <laughs> yeah. Stuff. Had to do one of those pedal sharpeners. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I guess like I, I always feel like I need to be working on something. And Micro Satan was this. We called ourselves a, a comedic art collective because we had so many aspirations to do things. I mean, we had this live show that we were doing monthly Month. that is this multimedia, like mixed multimedia, crazy feat. There's there's tech going on. There's videos going on there's character changes there's costumes as opposed to like the improv shows that were happening there like there, there wasn't like a big produced show there right uh but on top of that we're making like a zine that we tried to do monthly we got 
three months. Uh, I think you were the only person who was always had their shit on time. Everyone else was like, oh, what the fuck? Well, that's where I'm a writer. That's why. But but everyone was wearing so many hats. And it was also funny how it was a monthly show. But it was like, as soon as the show was over, we're like, all right, let's just wait until the week before the next show to do it. (laughs) We were just like squeezing ourselves dry. Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck, I forgot where I was going with this. Uh, Sorry, uh, workhorse. Um... Well, yeah, I, I guess so. So Micro Satan just became this like, oh, there's always something I can be working on because Micro Satan has so much. I, I think at one point we were going to like make a board game or oh, at another point we talked about like, or something. yeah, it, it was going to be like one of those uh, VHS games. V- yeah, VHS yeah. games. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of like, there was a lot of, uh, like you say, aspirations of, and yeah. then, you know, let's have this and, you know. Uh, and was, uh, micro through. Dayton, the hotline. <laughs> I think that was like an idea for a minute. <laughs> that is funny. Uh, another thing we talked about was the Ruth of Love experience. Oh, that that was that, uh, that that's that was so cool. It really was a true such a cool parody of that um, thing and just mixed in with every uh, it was it was so fun to make. And I was telling Connor, yeah. like, remember that one show we showed it just afterwards, like, hey, you can watch it without the stuff in between from the show. And it still just like is so cool to watch. <laughs> it's it's so well filmed. That was a Austin filmed all that, which yeah. uh, I remember that was really exciting because like I, uh, since I had been filming a lot of the Micro Satan sketches, I was like, oh, shit, I can finally just like kind of step back and go back to just like acting uh, yeah. in front acting. of the camera. Acting my one true love. Um yeah, no, that, that whole show was great. The mud ball scene uh, <laughs> where we're just throwing mud at each other. <laughs> yeah, all, all of it was. And, and that was the thing that really came from like to life as far as not not sitting there going like micro dating. Like, but it was like, OK, we're going to go out in this field and film doing this and that and then doing it and doing the shots uh, up from the, the huddle and all that kind of stuff. It really was fucking cool. And it was a huge learning experience uh, for all, like you said, for you and uh, for all of us, I think, at least I, for me, especially, I was out there mostly DIY and this band and we're trying to run all over the place and play that. And my writing career was just kind of getting started, I guess. Um, well, but, that was like, the best part about Micro Satan is everyone yeah. had their own project outside of Micro Satan. Like everyone was fucking hustling. I think it was the first time I was in a group where like everybody could do their shit because they were already doing other shit and they knew how to like kind of do it not necessarily in this capacity but like you knew they were doers and that's what made micro satan so fucking good all right so that's me and uh, a little bit of me and ned gale if you want to hear the rest of that conversation plus uh, all the other episodes that i have of the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast uh just jump on over to patreon.com slash john wayne is dead and uh you can join any tier and um check it all out um so and also be sure to check out ned he is uh one half of f and rager uh their show is live every monday night at 8 p.m central on uh twitch at f and rager it's e-f-f-i-n and uh also check out his band swimmer department it is very awesome so uh thank you ned now moving on to our story portion of the week like i said this was going to be a little bit different um in that i wanted to kind of talk more about uh, inspiration and uh, and kind of then maybe tell some some stories around that. So I'm not gonna sit here and uh, belabor the point. <clears throat> uh, we'll just get right into it. Uh, to borrow um, to borrow from the great tenacious D, I will call this episode the search for Inspirado. So. This came about from from one thing. First of all, from what I you know I've kind of been talking about, what I you know just thinking about uh, moving forward with you know how to make the best of this career, make it work now, and and being inspired not just in a way of like uh, ideas for stories or artwork, but just um, like inspiring you to to succeed. I guess like where where that kind of inspiration comes from inspiration in that in that form you know is what i've been thinking about a lot and uh, one of the other reasons why is um because i found out a couple weeks ago that uh my very favorite podcast uh, of all time that you know and and i don't care you know this is this is just what i think um this is my favorite podcast 
the church of what's happening now with Joey Diaz is coming to an end. They are ending the podcast after uh, eight and a half years. And, um, you know, they're moving. It's just a lot of things. But but anyway, I don't this isn't about his comedy or he's a dirty comic. If you don't know who Joey Diaz is, he's an older dude. He's 57. Uh, smokes a lot of pot. He was in prison. Um, you know, he he did time, but he's uh, I, I'm not talking about his comedy. You know, it, you know, this is not about that or his whatever he that is about that show in the way that he it, it the way it kind of validated a lot of things for me but it ins- truly inspired me and helped me to to be success I think things I've taken away from that show directly I can link to you know putting practices in place that have led to my success now I know it's just a stupid podcast right it's just a dumb podcast of a old comic and his buddy getting high a lot goofing and talking and stuff and and uh, maybe I'm putting too much into it or maybe that's what you think but um, you know, things uh, hit people differently. You know, this, it, it, a lot of times it depends on when, where you are in life, when something comes along, how it's going to hit you. This podcast, you know, I discovered the, the, you know, Joey Diaz, I guess, shortly before I got divorced. And then afterwards I, you know, he started this podcast right around the time that I was moving out and, you know, starting over and all that. And, you know, it was, uh, I, it resonated with me. It connected with me. He was, he always, you know, had, he had this crazy life, but he always was so positive about the way he went about doing things and how he worked hard and what it goes into, what goes into being great, you know, what it takes to, to truly be, uh, great at something and, and what the sacrifices that go into that is and, uh, you know, what that looks like. And I took all of that to heart really strongly um one of the things that i i took away from that is he talked about writing his goals every single morning and i have filled i don't know three probably three and a half of these moleskin notebooks uh since then of every day i write my goals every single morning there, it just goes down the page you know I t- i've talked about this before but this is where i got this from you know it's all my goals for that day to get done Right. And at, and then the next morning I cross off the things that I did. If I didn't do it, why? You know, I put reasons on the side to keep myself in check. But it, you know, that that to me was like so invaluable. It's like extra accountability for yourself. You know, you're putting it down and it's like you, you could look at those things. And if, if you, you know, it's kind of like look at the page of maybe like uh, four days, five days. And, and you if you're looking at it and you're like, you've checked off one thing, two things in all of those days and you keep writing the same thing over because you haven't done it or whatever. Um, you know, then you're like, what, then you don't really want to do it. You know, what What are you doing? You know, you might be like, I thought I was hardcore. Maybe you just need to see it on paper. This is one of the things that I, I, you know, took away from this and it really, uh, it really helped me. And so anyway, he always just, you know, had stories to relate things to, uh, you know, that weren't, that were relatable. They're not like crazy LA rich people stories. You know, this is, he had a crazy, crazy life, like I said. Um, but he just really had this work ethic in, inst- you know, I I always have had a good work ethic inst- instilled into me from my, my parents. I've said that before, shouts out. Uh, but man, he like really drove it home to where I was, I, I seriously took away from this, like, okay, if I'm going to do this, this is what I need to do. I need to, you know, stop doing this. I need to do more of this. I need to be doing this every single day. And I don't, you know, I don't need to be worrying about anything that doesn't affect this right now. Um, you know, it, it, it almost sounds a lot like the, the, some of the tarot readings I get, but that's that's where I initially picked up this this mode of thought, right? And it was so inspiring to me um, to to kind of, like I said, like a validation in a way of like wondering, is this the right way to kind of approach things? Is this how you do it? And then, you know, not only you get this, like I was getting like maybe a quasi validation from just listening to this, but the motivation to keep going, you're like, okay, okay, this does work. Okay. I'm going to, you know, because none of the things, you know, that go into being great are um, instant gratification things. You know, and that's why people drop off of things all the time. You know, I talk about that, you know, that 
no, my podcast didn't get a, a billion subscribers in two weeks, so I quit. You know, well, you're a moron, you know. It's about consistency, and that's another thing that he always talked about was consistency, being consistent. And that was also something that stuck with me, especially, uh, you know, with this podcast. You know, I, I told myself if I was going to do it, it was going to be every fucking week on Monday consistently, and that is how it has been for, what, these three years now? Almost three and a half years, something like that? Or something, I don't know. I, in time, it's, you know, but... And that was the same thing with, um, and I, and in, you know, fast forward to, you know, two months ago when Chris Triana and I started our podcast in our initial like meetings, of, you know, with each other about it. I said from the, I said, the first thing I'll say is that I'm not going to do this if it's not going to be consistent. This is not a uh, two a month or put one out whenever we need to record on a certain night and it's always needs to come out on the same day, same time. And, you know, and he was like, you know, agreed, you know, cause uh, he knew I was right. No, but that's just what it, I just knew. That's what it takes. And I don't any other thing in my view. I've to do it any other way for me. I would consider a waste of time. And I've, I would I would feel like I'd be wasting, you know, your time, like the listener's time. If you're you like something, and then we just kind of like half-ass put it out whenever, and and leave it up to you to kind of figure it out. No, I'm not gonna. I don't want to do that to people. Like. You know, no, and who wants to even worry about that kind of shit? Who might have think you even would? I don't know. But I just, I, I got all of these, these things that really sharpened my drive just from listening. And he, he did a lot. He, he uh, the book, The War of Art that uh, I've talked about before that where I learned all about resistance and stuff like he, you know, cause he's not like a genius, you know, and he'll be the first to tell you that he'll just like, he, you know, he'll bring up these books and you're like, oh man, that's really interesting, you know, and he'll have you know, other comics on or other artists that have equally like, you know, taken themselves from nothing to, you know, where they exactly where they wanted to be. And, you know, I was always motivated by that. I always was inspired by that. And, uh, and when I heard like, so I was listening to the podcast and, and when they said that that's it, you know, we're, hey, we're this is also today we're to tell you that we're leaving and uh, we got a couple more episodes, and I, and I was like, "Wait, what? What is happening?" Because you know, I know they're moving out of LA, like the, you know, whatever. The, the, he's moving, that's fine, but he's just not. They're not going to do the podcast anymore. And I was at first, like, I, I kind of went through like the Dabda, the gr stages of grief, like in like a you know like four seconds or something, where I was like, "What? No, that's not. I didn't hear that right." And then I was like, "Fucking end." And this podcast, fuck you, I'll end you. You I, you don't tell me when, you know, I got angry. I was like, what, what the fuck? You know, and I was, uh, I almost turned it off several times because I just didn't even want to listen to them talking about it being over. And, uh, and then I, and I got really sad. I'll be on, like, you'd be like, John Wayne, I don't know about you anymore, but I don't care. Like, I honestly, uh, teared up and started to cry like at the end I just turned it off and I was like man it it just felt like a, a truly like I've lost like I'd lost something you know and I didn't know it, like it was very confusing you know and I I knew I knew the reasons why I was sad but I was like why am I I, I still was like angry I was like why am I angry about this you know there's nothing to be angry about look at all these things I took away and it's just for selfish reasons that I was angry I was like because I want my podcast you know I want my listen to my Joey but it's not about that you know it's not about me it was about everybody that he inspired or you know it, you know everybody that got got something out of the podcast you know I, I I hope that this podcast gives something to people that that, that they like or you know uh, that they take away from it and you know and, and know that it's gonna it's gonna be here next time when you, you want you know and hope hopefully forever when i live forever or you know hopefully it'll end soon when the whole world ends in a couple weeks or something but you know so i thought about i was thinking about that and i was like man you know there's other people that i've drawn a lot of great inspiration from in my life that you know it's like one thing that joey would always say is metal sharpens metal and uh you know, when you, when you're around, you know, surround yourself with greatness. You know, if you want to be, I want to be a great writer. I need to be, I need to be surrounding myself with great writers to challenge myself. And that was something that I, you know, even back 
I didn't even realize I was doing this until like I thought about it. Uh, but you know, I I've played in bands forever. You know, twenty plus years. I played in a uh, a couple of bands with my good buddy Robbie C. And Robbie from the beginning, like when we started, I was seventeen. He was a couple of years older than me. He just he he rips, man. He's a, he can just play the guitar like he's ringing a bell. You know, he's a great 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 musician. And I always thought so. I was like, man, Robert's so good. And it inspired me to get better because I was like, I I got to get good like Robert, you know. And he, you know, I I that was one of the main things that inspired me to push myself to practice every single day and to start actually, you know, learning some of the mechanics of music and reading books about like that, that was why I kept going. And that was like a huge push for me. But that's like, I'm saying I wanted, you know, if I was just with some slap ass buddy of mine that also just started playing guitar, would I have been, you know, even that concerned with it i don't know you know but but i, I that that's like one of those invaluable things that i'm so grateful for you know another other couple people um that i you know through music that in the last maybe 15 years uh in performance who i've got a lot of inspiration from is uh, my good buddy danny who uh is in downfall 2012 shouts out check them out uh awesome band still going today from houston uh you know those guys you know, Danny, when I met them, I was playing in uh, my, the band Harem Festival and then also Letters to Voltron at the same time. And Danny and I got to be very good friends. And he was focused and driven on this band. There was no, like, ever a question with him of, of like, if this band doesn't make it or, you know, it was the band. Like, his, like I saw, like, all three of them in that band, how their lives were. The band was first and then everything else fell second. And, you know, that's... That's a tough thing, especially when you're looking at relationships and all, you know, trying to work a day job to pay the rent. But that's what it takes. And I recognize that. And it always inspired me to be like, man, I just I got to figure out how to how to arrange my life to to be able to do exactly what I want like like this to make to make what I want to do truly the priority in my life. Right. I didn't know how to do that for long. I didn't know you could do that. Honestly. Um, I know maybe that sounds stupid, but I really didn't until like I, I saw these, you know, people doing it and, and was witnessing it happen and, and it working, you know, and Danny, the, the band is, you know, still very successful. They, they've, I mean, now nobody's doing any shows, but they've, they went on many national tours with national acts and they've been, they've played, you know, we were playing together at bars and clubs in little ass fucking stages in the corner. And these and these guys put on such a radical stage show that was always so huge, you know, and then fast forward a couple of years and they're fucking playing a house of blues. You know, it, it's it's, you know, watching these things, watching people be able to manifest these things through through like the work and dedication. Just it just makes my dick hard, if you will get really like that was a big inspiration. Also, uh, Reverend Butter was somebody else through I, I met through Danny and them at that time in my life. Uh, and Butter is a, he's an ice sculptor. He's like sculpts with chainsaw and he's like just got this whole attitude and persona about it. Uh, it's performative. You know, now he does a lot of leather work as well. Uh, you can check him out. Um, I think it's Cavalera Leather and then Reverend Butter. But he was just a bad motherfucker. And I, I met him because he would do a show with Downfall sometimes where he would carve ice live while they played their set, right? And it blew me away, of course. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this guy all about? And then I got to, I took a super shine to him. And, uh, you know, luck, you know, we became good friends. And I would go over to like his, his place, his ice factory house. And it's like, man, he had a whole house with a, a whole workshop and everything that he built out back that was all for his job, for his ice sculpting. I mean, he, he built all that up because he wanted this is going to be his main thing. And he actually even told me a story about how he, you know, walked out of his job, you know, walked out of a, a job like, at, you know, being a chef or something somewhere. It's just like, fuck this. I, this, I, I'm, I know what I really want to do and I'm going to do it. And a lot of times like that's what it takes, like that kind of cutting the cord or, or, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone, if you will, like I was talking about earlier. Um, I, I think often, I think, I think it really does take that to be quite honest to having, to having, been pushed into the deep end kind of myself several months ago it's like i'm so glad i'm so glad that happened um because it needed to uh but you know butter just like man i was looking i was like to me 
I was like, man, this guy's like a superhero and I want to be a superhero too. And because of, you know, because of that, I, I was able to see, you know, see how it, how it could work again and be inspired to, to push myself again. And it, like, and again, not an overnight thing. This was like 15 plus years, 15 years ago or so. I'm still figuring it out, you know? Um, but those were the ones that pushed me to where I got, you know, to what brought me to where I am today. And, you know, and as far as like, I get inspiration, you know, in my life from different artists that I'm, I'm, I'm around so many awesome artists now all the time, um, th- you know, through traveling and, and just meeting people out there and, uh, and being in the, the indie lit scene and, you know, meeting the other authors and, you know, my peers and friends and, you know, being able to call them my peers, that kind of stuff. But, you know, um, I, you know, these people like, uh, you know, this is, this is not like a self-serving advertisement because I do a podcast with them, but Christopher Triana, uh, you know, this, the guy's a fucking excellent writer. I love his writing. I love his style. I think he's, uh, extremely talented. And it's the same thing with like, back in the day when Robert and I, you know, Robbie C and I played guitar and I was like, whoa, you're really good. I want to get that good too. Um, it's kind of like that. Like it's not a competition. He just, you know, when you see someone have a, a command over what they do or a certain kind kind of mastery, uh, going on, that's, that's where I'm like, I want to, I want to get my writing to a, a sharp, a level as this. And, you know, and I get, you know, and it's not just him, you know, it's, uh, C.V. Hunt and Anderson Prunty, you know, I'm good friends with them now. And and so I'm not just saying this because we're friends, but before I knew them, their books were like, I was like, man, I want to write books like like this stuff is good. Like their writing was so is is so good that that was an inspiration to push me forward. And then, boom, what am I doing? Publishing on Grindhouse Press. Andy's fucking editing my books. I mean, these it, it blows my mind, like to think about those things sometimes. But sometimes it's good to to sit and for me, like it was good to sit and, and look back and be like, okay, you know, because I, I, because it reminds me that I've been sitting and I've been at the place before where I'm sitting there kind of grasping like, hmm, what do I do now to make this happen? What, what am I, what am I missing? What am I doing? It, it puts me back in that place because you have to, I have to figure something else out now, you know, to, to, to make this work uh, again, or make it, you know, continue to work and work better, uh, as a, just a write my writing career. Right. So it, I've been, you know, it puts me back in that place, lets me kind of t- get a perspective and step back and then know from the past, like, man, I, it, there are people in my life that have inspired me to get past these, these times of not kind of knowing. And, and now I have a whole new, you know, people, not new people, but like, not, Danny and Butter that Nate and Robert still inspire me, but it's like now I know that I have I, I'm I'm going to get through this. What I've learned in the past that I can, you know, I just take take this inspiration and move forward as a motivating thing or or whatever it it takes uh, or however I'm receiving it, just to m- let me know like all right, you know what, it's cool because I got this now, um, and that's you know that's what's been on my mind. So I know this was not like a typical episode or a typical story i just kind of wanted to talk and talk about inspiration and um you know kind of figuring new things out and how how uh, how to make this all work again and what what has the things that have really motivated me and the people that have motivated me and uh you know and it's sad to lose the church of what's happening now so rest in power and uh you know hopefully uh maybe you know we can all uh, learn to take a little step back and acknowledge the inspirations that we have and, and know that, uh, you know, we're going to be pushed uh, forward once again through their motivating factors. All right, there you go. Like I said, a little bit of a different kind of episode today, but hey, that's how we do it. That's, uh, you know, that's how we roll here sometimes. So thank you guys all so much for checking out the show and all, all of the support always. Uh, like I said, you can check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead and join any of the tiers, get you a bunch of free cool stuff and access to the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast every single Monday as well. Uh, 
Visit johnwayneisdead.com for uh, all your John Wayne needs or wants or desires. Uh, go to the shop page there. All of my books are in stock. You can get them straight from me. T-shirts, records, stickers. I got another new sticker in the shop this week. This uh, Cyclops uh, skull uh, John Wayne is Dead sticker. And, um, you know... Possibly by next episode, I'll have another new surprise that's coming in the shop, love lies. So check out the shop at johnwayisdead.com. Uh, also follow me at johnwayisdead on Instagram and Twitter and all that good stuff. And you can check out all my books on Amazon, Kindle, all that stuff as well if that's your jam. Thank you guys so much for your support. We're on Spotify now. Uh, tell all your friends. Tell all your neighbors. And let's, uh, you know, let's find Inspirato together. 